said something that you cannot be sleeping and um, expect to swap. Then it occurred to me that that's very true because I've, I'm yet to come across any bird that is flying and sleeping at the same time. Like you sleep too much. Like those of us that sleep too much, we need to do something about it. There's a physical cure for too much sleep. How many of us knows it? The name of that physical cure is what? Coffee. Not three in one, no. How many of us know the coffee I'm talking about? That slim coffee. It's not much inside, but it's potent. When you take one or two, you're alive, you're, you're alert, uh -huh. and you're enthusiastic. <laughs> There's a matching song in my school that says, I'm alive, I'm awake, I'm alive, and I'm enthusiastic, yes. So there's a way you would take, there's a kind of coffee you would take that keeps you what? Enthusiastic, alive, and awake. Amen. So please and please, we need to take note of these things and make sure that we are doing just what we need to do so that we can swear. By all means, I see you swearing in Jesus' name. By all means, God is giving you the grace to swear and to do great things in the name of Jesus. You are not permitted to remain on ground level. Say, I am not permitted to remain on ground level. You know, some of the things in our lives seriously needs to change. If we are going to become a name and a praise and fulfill the promises that God has set before us. And it starts in the morning. You know, they used to say it's the morning that determines how the day will end, Right? The things that happens to you in the morning. And for those of you that are sitting here, this is the morning of your life. This is the morning, the afternoon. By afternoon, you, are, you have entered middle age. And 20 years of your life is already gone. 30 years of your life is already gone. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Well, if you have not yet lost 30 years of your life, you still have the ability to start something worse great people start something great you know after 30 after 40 but they always wish they had known earlier have you heard that before they always wish ah how i wish when i was 25 i was conversant with this truth you know my life would not have been i wouldn't have you know gone through what i went through i wouldn't have you know but could have would have you know has no cure it is something that you just keep talking about. It's not something that can benefit you no matter how much you talk about it. Hallelujah. And so this is why these teachings, I feel that it is gold for those of you that are here and have the ability to listen. And more so, those people who have the ability to do something about it. And particularly this one that says self-discipline. It's about you, yourself, not somebody else not the things you cannot control but the ones that you have the ability to control hallelujah somebody so self-discipline like i said is divided into two areas as two wings and that is the physical wing and the godly wing are you getting it the physical wing and what the godly wing two of them must be present for you to be able to fulfill destiny the two wings of self-discipline is what? The physical one and the godly one. You have to see. The physical wing of, of self-discipline deals with the physical things around you. Deals with what you can see on a daily basis. But the godly one deals with everything you cannot control. Are you understanding? Deals with everything you cannot see. Deals with every aspect of your life. When it comes to the physical self-discipline, you can... You know, uh, sometimes you can be strong in the uh, area of uh, physical exercise, like bodily exercise. Like, I want to go to the gym every morning, 50 press-ups and all that, you know. Or I'm not going to be eating after 7 p.m. in the night. You know, that, those are physical. Some people are very good at maintaining the time they eat or what they eat. You know, that's self-discipline. Some people are very good at maintaining their body and exercising and running and jogging. That's, you know, what you can control, you know. So when it comes to physical, you can only pick it one by one. 
you know it's not necessarily covers it doesn't necessarily cover every aspect of your life you know you can't control marriage for instance you cannot control relationships or the other person but when it comes to godly uh um self-discipline by the time you you, you your, your self-discipline comes into or godliness comes into self-discipline you are able to control those things that would ordinarily or can cannot be ordinarily controlled by you you are able to delve deeper you are able to hand the reins over to god and is able to control your finances is able to control your place of work you know you are able to have control you know over your the person you marry reverend said today that god is still in the business of giving people life partners how many of us believe that if you submit to him yes he can find you one who somebody like me i know it's god that found me because <laughs> my god i was not looking like even if i was looking the kinds of things i was into at that period of my life my husband was the last candidate it, it didn't even occur to me it's so much it was so bad that when he was trying to you know propose to me working on me i just looked at him like <laughs> i didn't get it <laughs> I didn't understand what he was <laughs> trying to do, you know. <laughs> what, what, what was going on? <laughs> Thank God he's not seated here. He wasn't. <laughs> so I looked at him and I looked at one of my friends. I felt that we fit him. And I said to him, what do you think about this, my friend? <laughs> it will come all the way from, you know, Ikeja to <laughs> Ikpaja to my school because I was training to become, uh, becoming an accounting technician with ICANN then. So we used to have the lectures every evening, sometimes till night. And then there was one of my classmates or classmates then, and, and it will come all the way. And then he will talk and talk and talk and talk. And then I will call my friend. See, see this, my friend. Ah, don't you? What do you think? Now, so I did like twice. You know, my husband is very direct. And when you see, when he's read in between the lines, the, that same day he called me and said, what do you mean by that? Ah, well, she's, you know, I feel that you guys will be compatible. You guys. He said, what? <laughs> I come all the way from this, and then you tell me if I was coming, do I know her? If I was coming to see her, would I be here? Oh Lord. He said all kinds of things. I was like, ah, calm down. Take it easy. What is it? <laughs> don't joke with me like that. I don't like it. I said, sorry, I didn't know. <laughs> I just felt that you people will be compatible, you know. He said, don't say that again. I said, ah, hey. But me, I'm not ready for this thing you're talking about. <laughs> so, but, you know, it took a while, you know. But, you know, I, I did not ever think that I was going to end up with him. It was, it was friendship for many years, like four years, five years, you know. <laughs> and at a point, he told me, don't call me Brother John again. Because I used to call him Brother John. John, Brother John. Is call me John. I said, ah, ah. why? <laughs> You're Brother John. <laughs> You're Brother John. You could imagine how adamant and how stubborn I was that he knows. Ah, ah. What happened? No. You know? <laughs> And he said, I said, don't call me Brother John. And then he started, oh, when we want to cross the road, he will hold my hand. And the first time I was like, what is he holding my hand? Then I will remember. Then when they say, why is it that when I hold your hand, we are crossing it? We are not in the corner. We are in the streets. Everybody can see us. It's not a scene. Let me hold your hand as we cross the road. I said, what kind of thing is this? How do I get myself? Is, can, how can friendship become like this? I'm just your friend. I'm not your friend. 
<laughs> I'm not your friend. I want to marry you. I'm not your friend. Take me to your pastor. Take me. So he started stalking. He started not stalking, rather, because he's my husband now. Mm. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said all that. But, you know, thank God for God that will find somebody for you. Some of us would have chosen the wrong, wrongest, wrongest persons. God sees the ending from the beginning. You might not fit yourself at the beginning, but the more you stay together, you begin to realize why God paired you with that person. That's why you must exercise self-discipline in godliness. Hallelujah. So like I said, there are two areas where self-discipline must be employed. Amen. Then the first one is the physical self-discipline. The book of, um, let me see, 1 Corinthians chapter 9 from verse 25 to 27. 1 Corinthians 9, 25 to 27 says, All athletes are disciplined, disciplined in their training. They do it to win the prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. What is shadow boxing? Shadow boxing is when you are boxing a shadow. Yeah, I wrote here, I said, you know, I checked for the meaning and it says, to, it's making a show. How many of you have seen a show before? When you are shadow boxing, you stand up like this. Like, right? Why come? Come here. Come on, shadow box. And then, so it will stand up. It will, you don't sit down to shadow box. Then you stand up. Yes, shadow boxing. When you say shadow boxing, <laughs> you see, it's moving though. It's, it's boxing. It's shadow boxing. Nothing is in front of him. There is nothing. There is no bag. There is no body. There is nothing. And he's so serious. Look at it. It's boxing. Shadow boxing. Thank you very much. Give him a round of applause. So when you are shadow boxing, you look strong. You look fierce, you know. But all you are doing is making a show. So making a show of tackling a problem or an opponent whilst Avoiding any direct engagement. Making a show. Showing. Show off. Of what? Tackling a problem or an opponent. Whilst avoiding what? Direct engagement. Physical engagement. That's shadow boxing. So Paul said, I am not shadow boxing. I discipline myself. I am not doing it for people to see because some of us when we are coming to church our character is shadow boxing what we see in the church the discipline that we look at on the physical when you appear is nowhere to be seen when you are not in the presence of the multitude are you understanding avoid shadow boxing in every aspect of your life don't look disciplined don't look as if you are doing something that you're actually not doing don't look as if they call for a fast and when you come your your lip you refuse to use lip gloss is looking cracked meanwhile you've eaten three times in a day you look as if you are fasting shadow boxing like ah this person this 21 days. How many have you fasted? Ah, it is well. It's not easy. Is your answer? She did not answer. She just said it is well. She has not fasted a day. How many days? Ah, today is the 18th day. Ah, 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 it is well. The Lord is our strength. Shadow boxing. Shadow boxing. Your face looks as if very spiritual. Your body language looks as if a very good prayer warrior. Have you seen people in the church that are shaking their head like this when prayer is going on? 
go and tap them and ask them for the prayer point. They'll be like, <laughs> but you've been doing like this since you have been going down, going up, shadow boxing the prayer. Some people can speak in tongues. Tap them and ask them, what's the prayer point? They will say, just, just continue to, to speak in tongues. Just continue to speak in they have no idea what is going on there. Shadow boxing in the place of prayer. Content zero. Oh, their voices are. <laughs> what is a prayer point? You shadow boxing the prayer cry from the beginning to the end. Hey! Marathon fasting is coming up. Seven days. Day five. Then you come. You look gentle. It's not easy. Ah, five days marathon. It's not been easy. He has not answered how the fasting is really going because he's not fasting. Let's stop shadow boxing. Self discipline is not shadow boxing. When you don't engage the real thing, only shadows looking seriously busy doing nothing. I watched a small reel and somebody was, there was a, a, a treadmill, you know the treadmill, exercise machine, and they showed the man, he had the handkerchief that he was using to dab. By the time they showed him to the down, he was actually sitting on the bench that was across the treadmill and he was sitting down and eating uh, uh, snacks with juice by his side. But he was sitting down using his legs to, for the treadmill. He didn't stand up. Like that one. Is it exercising? It's at the treadmill, though. But he's sitting down to treadmill his legs. Was eating cookies with juice. That's how some of us are when it comes to discipline. You know, when it comes to self-discipline, the greatest injustice you can do yourself is to deceive yourself. Greatest injustice. You see, they used to say, knowledge is power. You want to wonder why you don't have power is because you don't have knowledge. And where is knowledge gotten from? Study to show yourself approved. Reverend was saying this morning that if you, if you read a book, was it yesterday or today, 30 minutes a day, you would have finished four books in the month. We don't read. We don't read anymore. We don't study anymore. We are not enlarging our costs. We want power. The kind of power we want. We want Wuru to the answer power. Shadow boxed power that would just disappear into thin air. Hallelujah, somebody. The Bible says here, it says, you know, so I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete. I discipline, I put my body under, training it to do what it should. Many of us allow our bodies to train us. We don't train the body. The bodies dictate to us. You are tired, though, you sleep. You are hungry, oh, you eat. You are fed up, oh, you leave the relationship. Hmm? You don't 
allow, you don't, you don't allow your body to dictate to you. You dictate to it. Because if your body that is going to die in a matter of time is the one dictating to you what you should do, you that is eternal, you that have a spirit, is, is that not a reverse of, uh, of, of good things? He says, I will not allow, I tell my body what to do. I will put it on that. So the physical aspect of self-discipline is has to do with you. What you want, what you expect, what you are, you know, aiming for. And by the strength of God, by the grace of God, you are. Even physically, you see that athletes that train, they win. What do athletes train for? Is it to just go to the competition? It's to win. It's to run and to win. It's to do the sport and to win. And they have a strict regime of training that they don't miss. You say, ah, I don't try. Don't be me, kill Jesus. I don't try. Ah, uh-uh, ah, 21 days. Let's see, Apple. I do one day. Ah, uh-uh, I try. At least I do. At least I do. Yes, at least I do. Yes, some people not do at all. At all, at all. I do. You are not training to go to the competition or to just go and be an on training to win. We wrestle not against just flesh and blood, but principalities. And you, your own training is just small. Ah. Satan will have time to dance a willow. Space. Yes. He will say, oh yeah, give me the drum. Hey, 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 hey. God is not in the equation. You know, I love God. He, he knows how to teach his children lessons. Lessons. He will teach you that you understand. He doesn't have to speak. You know, God is the only one that does not speak and we hear. No matter how stubborn you are. <laughs> when he decides to treat your case, hmm, he will not come down from heaven. He will just treat your case such that you will hear what he's saying What? loud and clear <laughs> and you will never forget yes never some of you that are sitting there through such situations some situations that ah when you look back like hey mm-hmm. if you can just deliver me from this i never you say, ah, that girl, she has good ears, good body, everything is set. You follow her. Enter here. Follow her. Enter there. Then she called you. I'm pregnant. I can't find my period. Then you turn back and look at your mother at the back. That you are squatting in a house. You know that they have not uh, named you to go and give us all the reports. 
then you begin to talk to God, God, if only. Just help me out of this one. I can't. <laughs> I will not do it again. I'm just 16, Lord. You don't know that you are still there. Or some girls, they can't find their period. Hey, 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 hey. Period has lost. Holy Ghost. <laughs> Self-discipline is a physical thing also. Physically discipline yourself like an athlete. No matter how emotions is controlling you no matter how you feel like doing or eating or sleeping no matter the thing how the, much the pressure is self-discipline will give you the ability to resist you heard when I was preaching he mentioned um, was it that JJ Okocha I said there, there was a time you know when he traveled out to join another he said there was snow there was snow it was the time of snow and they still had to train like normal. No matter how much freezing the, the, the weather was, it did not affect what? Training. In snow, in rain, in summer, every time you wake up 4 a.m., you train. You wake up 4 a.m., you train. Two hours every day. Because it is discipline. I have to keep my body under my subjection. I have to rule over my body. I would not allow my body to rule over. So that when I ask it to move, it will move. When I say you should be light, it is light. When I say run for 90 minutes, it runs. It don't just start running for 90 minutes the day I say start moving. It is persistent discipline. That causes it to move when it ought to move. We want a miracle to happen when we need, you know, the fruit of discipline. But have you planted the seed of discipline and have you watered it? Have you ensured that discipline grows in your life? Many of us are not nurturing the seed of discipline in our lives. We are not nurturing it. But we expect that the fruit of discipline will show. It does not work that way. Paul said, I put, I discipline myself like an athlete. It is time for you in the morning of your life to start disciplining yourself like an athlete. It is not everything that is good that you even do. Not talk or bad. Just like it's not every good friend that is good for you. Are you getting me? Some people love you too much. They love you so much. They will not allow you to fast. You say, ah, are you okay? Ah, you've been fasting since morning. They will not allow the will of God to be done in your life. Some of us, our parents love us so much. They love us so much, they will not allow you to go to where God has sent you. They won't allow you to go. They will establish their own will in your life. It is not every friend that is good, that is good for you. How much more the bad ones? Are, are you understanding what I'm saying? How much more the bad ones? Self-discipline is the daily thing. You have to put yourself under daily and nurture discipline. Hallelujah. Are you still here? Are you getting some points? It says... I discipline my body like an athlete. I'm reading 1 Corinthians 9, 25 to 27. Training it to do what it should do. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself may be disqualified. Eh? Otherwise, I fear that after telling people how to be rich, I myself may be poor. Eh? Have you not seen people who, who are able to tell people about businesses and they are poor themselves? Lack of discipline. Financial discipline. Otherwise, I tell people how to, to save. And I myself, I'm not saving. 
Are you getting it? Otherwise, I tell people how to, 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 to do what? To exercise. And I myself, I'm not exercising. Otherwise, I tell people how to stay healthy. And I myself, I'm not healthy. It's lack of discipline. It robs you of every good thing. See, discipline and knowledge goes together like bread and butter. Are you understanding? Butter is not something that you just use spoon to scoop and you are eating. You scoop a, 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 a plate full of butter, right? In your plates. And you, you carry it to the dining table with a cup of water. Dinner. Does it work that way? What does butter go with? Bread. Some people eat it with yam. You know? But mostly bread. Knowledge is like that butter. Your discipline is the bread. If you, you don't even have enough butter, you can eat your bread like that too. Are you understanding what I'm saying? But butter is not eating alone. Butter is the icing on the bread. Like the icing on the cake. Knowledge without discipline is useless. You know everything. But you don't have the discipline to execute it properly. It will look as if you don't know anything. Are you understand what I'm saying? Everything you know that you don't have. That, so that's why you see some people, they know so much. They are so knowledgeable. They've been to school. That's why being to so much school does not translate to being wealthy. Execution of what you know is what translates to wealth. Execution of what you know. Wisdom to, for execution. Discipline. Discipline. To stay with it. It's what translates to what? Hallelujah. So, the physical self-discipline is something that you must take as seriously as you can. Hallelujah, somebody. And physical Discipline entails believing. First of all, you must believe that what you are doing is the right thing. You must believe in what you are doing that is going to be great. You must believe that what you are doing is going to be prosperous. You must believe in what you are doing, not somebody believing in it more than you. Self-discipline entails you before you can be self-disciplined. You first of all need to believe in what you're doing. It also entails sacrifice. There is no self-discipline without sacrifice. You don't want to sacrifice anything. You're not ready to be disciplined yet. You have to sacrifice something. Sacrifices releases what? Power. It's like knowledge. You know knowledge is power. Sacrifice also does what? Releases power. You must be ready to sacrifice your free time, your movie time, your, you know, Facebook and Instagram time. You must be ready to sacrifice something. Self-discipline. Maybe sacrifice to, to, to train yourself to, 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 to be self-disciplined enough to read instead of watching film. Self-disciplined uh, 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 to read instead of gisting, chatting. You and your friends going to parties. Self-disciplined. You have to sacrifice. Sacrifice. Amen. The next thing you have to do that it entails is separation. Self-discipline is not a good group thing. It's an individual activity. Do you understand what I'm saying? It is something you do by yourself or yourself with yourself. With yourself. You have to talk to yourself at your midday it is time for you to move to the next level. You talk to yourself. It is time for you. What do I need to do to move to the next level? I cannot. See, it is not by going to church and lifting your hands and saying, I am tired of the valley, Jesus. 
I am tired of the valley. See, sing it from now January to December. Sing it well every day, morning, afternoon, night. You don't do anything. It's one wings. It cannot fly. You sing, you cry, you roll, you somersault, everything. You're just talking. You're just talking. You're not sacrificing. No action. The Bible says faith without works. is what? It's on the ground. It's not moving anywhere. It's not moving anywhere. Not talk of flying. Ah, it is well with our souls. Self-discipline entails persistence. Persistence is not something you do today and live tomorrow. You know, when people come to me and say, ah, we love each other, you know, I'm a married counselor. How many of you are thinking of getting married in the future? Yes. Make sure you come and get my form. I don't charge much. Amen. (laughs) Yes. Anything free is, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I have a good brother there. All right, so one of the things I used to tell people that want to go into marriage or love each other, see each other, and ah, I love you, I think you're right for me, is get a day in the week and fast. You will need to fast. So that whatever you need to see before you go far, you see it because some of them, by the time they fast and pray for some time, they come back to me and say, mm, I don't love him anymore. Hey. I think so. <laughs> the things I'm seeing are because that activity will unhurt, will, re- will expose the things that need to be exposed on time. It is the other wing. They've taken a step of saying that, oh, this is it. We want to go on this journey together. The other wing is that of the godliness. Yeah, go on this road. Activity, do something about what you're saying. Talk to God about it. Fast and pray and commit this thing into the hands of God. And most of the time, you know, out of maybe uh, 10 relationships, I've seen that like seven end up, by the time they go on that route, they realized that it was just purely physical. The end, the end from the beginning that we are seeing is not going anywhere. Because God will surely reveal the end to you. Like this person that you say you love, ah, this person loves this thing. You cannot give it. Are you understand what I'm saying? This person talks a lot. You cannot take it. This person is not spiritual enough. You, you want to go to Zambiza Forest as a missionary. You want to, ah, you are ready to die anywhere. This one cannot die but live. <laughs> so you know that two of you are going in opposite direction. From the beginning, you, are, you can already see that. Ah, if I tie a knot with this one, it will lose him. It cannot tie for a long time. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Because tying not mean tying yourself together. Everybody move in the same direction. But fasting and prayers helps you to see. So that's one of the examples. So it takes uh, also, where am I? Persistence. Being there, doing what you're supposed to be doing. Continuing to do it. By the time they fast this week, they fast next week, they fast upper week, every time, every time they are praying, you know, what needs to come out will come out. What needs to develop will develop. If it's also a relationship that is meant to work, they will get closer. They will have more understanding. They will form more unity. They will be able to stand together. They will be able to complete each other's statements or sentences. It's one of the things I did with my husband before we got married. Eventually, when I agreed that, well, let's see, I think it's the will of God, you know. And we started fasting. Every Thursday, we used to fast. And those days, there was no uh, internet and like that, so it was just smartphone. So when I'm coming from work in the night sometimes, because we fast all day, we break in the night. 
And then he will call me because he's still at work also. I'm also coming from, I used to work at Acme then. And so he'll be calling me on the road as I'm, maybe from my bus stop, I'm trekking or somewhere. And then I'll be answering the call. Then he's praying, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for today. I know, let's thank God. Let, you know, let's commit this relationship in the hands of God. And somehow, you know, because it was the genuine will of God for us to be together, everything that looks as if it was impossible for us to get married started becoming solved. Our parents, me, if I felt that I didn't see that I could marry my husband, our parents felt as if they were mortal enemies. Both of them. They, they did not like each other at all. But God, during the place of, in the place of prayer, God settled everything for us. And it just happened like that. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, but persistence, we always fasted. We always, for me to remember till now, we were fasting and praying every Thursday. Unfailing, nobody has to tell anybody. Unfailingly. Not like you there in the relationship. You have chosen a day to fast and pray. Then you say, ah, I eat hot for puff. I forgot. Psh. I drink, I drank tea in the morning. Oh, okay. Persistence. You are not persistent. Self-discipline. Another thing that you must, that it entails, self-discipline entails is routine. Routine. It's just like persistent. Routine. It must come every time. You must see it as a routine. Something you do automatically without being told. Without being pressured. Routine is like for children in the house. The person that is washing plates knows that I'm the one washing plates. The person that, whilst growing up, whilst growing up how many of us went through that stage? The person that is sweeping knows that you are the one sweeping. If you cannot sweep, you beg the person that is washing plates to sweep for you. I'll wash your plate for you when I come back. It's a deal. Or, you wash plates today, I wash it tomorrow. It's your turn today, it's my turn tomorrow. Simple. Routine. It is done. It must be done. As long as I'm there, it has to be. It cannot be shifted. Self-discipline is a routine thing. It is not something you shift, you leave, you forsake for some time, then you come back to self-discipline. So, you start small. What is, what, is it, what is it that you need most? Which part of your life needs the discipline the most? Start with that. Start with that. Is it your prayer life? Start with it. You need to fix a time. Two o'clock in the midnight, I pray. Eight o'clock in the night, I pray. Do you understand? Start with 30 minutes. I pray for 30 minutes. Eight o'clock in the morning, I pray. Six o'clock in the morning, I pray. If it's your prayer life that is in comatose, do you understand? Or if it's reading, you don't read physically. You, you talk to yourself... Five o'clock every evening, I'm free. That is the time I press WhatsApp, Instagram, you know. When, once I touch my Facebook, you know, or you set an alarm, five o'clock, book, 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 read a book, read a book, it's there. It is always telling you, ringing, ring on a daily basis. How many of us have alarms on our phones? Alarms are not just to wake you up. Turn to your neighbor say, alarms. And not just to wake you up. It can help you in self-discipline. Put it there. That area. You have not been reading for the past five years. Put it there. Read. There are many books that you... John Maxwell's books. Have you checked them out? Have you looked at them? Have you seen, you know, looked for personal development books? How many of them have you read? You want to become an administrator? You are not reading any book on administration. Why are you? When, when would you want to become one? You only become what you have, what you carry. You cannot give what you don't have. Nobody gives what they don't have. The only thing you give is what you have. The quality of what you give depends on the quality of what you have. If what you have does not have quality, what you give will be qualityless. And how do you have something that is quality? By 
putting what you put in the inside is what determines what comes out. What you read, what you study is what determines what you give out. Are you getting what I am saying? So determine by yourself that, okay, I have to be persistent in this area. I have to set alarm. I have to read. I have to look at it. I have to look for, okay, which book will most benefit me? Go to Google. Best book on administration. Best book on economics. Best book on self-development. You know, you would always see those things, you know, online. And then you'll be able to pick one or two that you will start with. I see the Lord helping you to build a strong self-discipline in this uh, season of your life in the name of Jesus. You will not look back in the future and say, had I known? That will not be your story in the name of Jesus. Then the final thing that he entails is focus on vision. Focus on vision slash repetitive progress benchmark. Focus on vision slash repetitive progress benchmark. Self-discipline if you want to be totally self-disciplined, you have to have a benchmark. You have to have where you're going. Strategy. You know strategy? Strategy is planning from the end point back to the present. From the future back to the present. That's strategy. So when you are strategizing, you are looking at where you're going. Then you move from the point of where you're going back to the present and see the steps that you now need to take, by the time you plan backwards, it helps you to identify how you're going to get there and what you have to put in place. Maybe it's a five-year strategy. You're going to be able to get how you're going to, you know, because you know where you're going. Okay, for instance, I run a school. And if I were to put a, a vision or a strategy in place and say, okay, in the next five years or next 10 years, I want my school to be a world-class school. I want to have uh, my own permanent uh, whatever, or maybe uh, three plots of land or an acre, or, and then I want a football court, uh, a basketball court, I want a pool, a mobile pool, I want a dining hall, I want a chapel to be there, I want a gateman house, good security system, I want CCTV, I want inverters, I want... Already, I have a big plan. Can you see? Do you understand? So I've talked about it. All this thing I'm saying is because I've talked about it. I have a vision of where I'm going. Are you understanding what I'm saying? If you are asked, can you stand and just like that, as you are, what is your five-year plan? What is the strategy? You, are, you need something to benchmark so that you will know that you are wasting time. So that you understand that this one that I'm sleeping, ha! This sleep, this sleep, there is no way I will sleep this sleep and have a swimming pool in my school. It's not possible. Two of them, they are not bread and butter. They don't correlate. It is only Gary and Ekpa. You see, I will not get, I would keep running a two by four school if I sleep the way I'm sleeping. I will keep, if I don't go after approval now, you know, I was speaking to, you know, after uh, Pastor Godwin came and he talked, and he, I read his book, one of his books. And he made an instance, an example of a guy that was arrested. I don't know the other someone was. A, he was driving. Then he didn't know that there was no papers in the car. And then he was arrested. And then, you know, he made the point of having your lawyer at a certain age. When you are like 21 or 18, you should have your lawyer. And during this, I think like two weeks ago, after I read and looked around me, God, though, me, I've passed 18 since. Where is my lawyer? Then I remember that there was one girl I grew up with. We were small, went to finish primary school together, secondary school, we said, and now she's a lawyer. <laughs> I just, I have a number. I just call her, eh, hey, you call me Alpha. How are you? Family. Eh, hey, all right, me Alpha. Eh, hey. Maybe you did law now. <laughs> See, I have something that I want to do. Then she did say, ah, it's 10%. She said, ah, ah, let me pay one percent. <laughs> and by the time we finished negotiating, she took like two percent from me because she's my friend. We grew up, together. I know her. I said, See, if you don't take it, I'll call family and friends on you. I know your daddy. In fact, it was your daddy that duped me the first marathon fast that I fast because her father is a pastor. My mom and her dad they they they, they collided and they said, Ah, there's one um, youth program, youth camp that they are going, follow them. 
In the afternoon, I just packed my things. I didn't know it's marathon fast. It's when we got there, they said, ah, this place is marathon fast. Till next tomorrow, there's no food. Eh? I can't forget. I did not eat too. Three days, we did not eat. In fact, when we are brushing our teeth, they will come and stand and be watching. We want to drink water. <laughs> You've not seen dry fasting before. No water. No water anywhere in the camp. When you want to brush teeth, they will give you small water. And they will stand by you. To spit it out. No drinking of water. Hey! I was seriously duped. So, now, you know why she's my friend. And I told her, you... Don't let me bring out my glass card. You better take what I want to give you fast, fast. You're my lawyer from now. <laughs> That's how I acquired myself. But, you know, if I had not gotten that knowledge, I wouldn't have known that it was important for me. And I had so many things I needed a lawyer for, but I left them undone because I did not really see them. I was not knowledgeable enough. I even had the lawyer around me. The one that I can even eh, bamboozle or threaten. And she will, and I told her, in fact, see, uh -huh. it's do uh, pay for one, get one free. Say, ah, there's no free lawyer service. I say, ah, uh -uh. what's the matter with you? How many of us can talk? We have people in our lives that we probably can talk to like that. Are you understanding what I'm saying? But because we don't have something to benchmark with, we don't have plans where we are going that we are benchmarked, our self discipline remains low. When we ought to run, we'll be sleeping. Do you see the difference? When we ought to run, when we ought to fly, we'll be strolling. Because we don't have something that is chasing us. People will be asking, hey, why are you even in a hurry? But you are the one that knows where you are going. And what the time is saying. Your lateness is not everybody's lateness. You have an appointment for 8 o'clock in Lekki. You are waking up 4 o'clock. Somebody is still sleeping till 8. Because that person, not necessarily, that person is resuming at his or her work by 10. It's Thursday morning. We don't open shop till 10 o'clock. He's going to shop. He's not going for a banking job. Not a banking job. He's not a general manager anywhere. So where you are going is different. Benchmark. You must always benchmark where you are, with where you're going to help you to put in self-discipline. Hallelujah, somebody. How many of you are uh, getting something from this? Focus on vision. It's just like progress benchmark. The focus you have on your vision. Where am I going? These are the things that helps you to build your self-discipline without anybody's intervention. Your pastor don't have to talk to you about it. Your friends don't have to sit you down and lecture you. You yourself know that in the next five years, I want to buy my private jet. How am I going to do? How much is a private jet? Huh? Where do I need to work? What course do I need to take? You understand? What do I need to know? What knowledge? Because sometimes it's not taking jobs. It's probably selling things and getting commission. How many people do I need to sell to? If I can sell to one million people and make a hundred million dollars, do you understand? I can buy my private jet. I can buy my private. What are they selling? Real estate. Where is it selling most? I have to move myself over to Lekki Banana Island, where their house is selling for hundred million. One house. I need to sell fifty houses. Please help me to look for it. The Bible says, seek and you'll find. There is nothing like seek and you will not find. It is those people that seek that are finding. You are sitting in one corner. We are sitting in one corner. And we feel that the things will find us. Uh -uh. Don't seek and it will find you. Where is it written? It is seek and you will find. Knock, the door will be open. As many as sick shall find. I pray the Lord is helping us today in Jesus' name. Amen. And we are indulging in good self-discipline that will help us to do what we need to do, how we need to do them. The other harm of self-discipline is self-discipline in, in terms of godliness. 
The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 4 from verse 7 to 10, it says, do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and wives' tales. Instead, 1 Timothy 4, 7 to 10, instead, train yourself to be what? Godly. Where's the scripture? Train yourself to be what? Godly. It says, physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. Do you understand what I'm saying now? See, physical training is good. Train yourself uh, not to sleep too much, not to eat too much, not to... All these things, they are good. Exercise, put your body into shape. But the Bible says... Physical exercise, physical self-discipline is good. It's it, but what is much better is what? Godliness. Why? Because the benefits are not for this world or this life alone. Marital life, financial life, spiritual life, godliness affects all, touches all. The things that you cannot control by yourself, when you train yourself in, the, in terms of godliness, it helps you to reach all those areas. It covers, it spreads a canopy. You know, when, when I was talking about canopy of prayer the last time, I don't know, was it rise to glory? We're praying about the canopy of prayer. You set it up. Your godliness is like a canopy, it extends above and beyond your normal reach. And God helps you to achieve great things. It says, training for godliness is much better. Promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying and everyone should accept it. This is why we work hard to continue to struggle. For our hope is in the living God, who is the savior of all people, particularly all believers. Godliness, two wings. The physical uh, self-discipline and the godly self-discipline. Both of them must be balanced. Both of them. Why do we fast? One of the, one of the, one of the, one of the ways to, to be self-disciplined in the godly way is in the area of fasting and prayer. Are you understanding what I'm saying? The area of what? Fasting. When you look at the book of Matthew... Chapter 6 from verse 1 to 18. I won't read it. You know, you can go and read it when you get to Matthew 6 from 1 to uh, 8 or to, to the end. Matthew chapter 6 from 1 to the end. It talks about self-discipline in terms of godliness. And it involves several things in our lives. In the area of our giving, one. The area of our prayer and fasting, two. In the area of our money and possessions, three. Money and possessions, three. These three things. In terms of self-discipline, for godliness, must be covered. Your money, your giving, your possessions, your fasting. And you know why we fast? You know when you are fasting? You become weak, right? We empty ourselves physically. You, your weaknesses show more when you're fasting. If you're the one to get angry. When you're fasting, your anger is more. You begin to cry, like they used to say in Yoruba. They used to say, an angry man is an angry man. Don't push me. Don't touch me. Don't come near me. Please. Please. Move. I don't let me say it again. <laughs> you are fasting, oh. But your physical, watch yourself very well. You will see that your, your weaknesses are more pronounced when you are fasting. And that is why we do it. So that at that time, if you don't empty yourself, God cannot fill you. This is a time that we'll pray more, asking God to fill us. Say, Lord, I have emptied myself, even physically. 
fill me up with your presence. Fill me up with your anointing. Many of us don't pray in that direction. It is time for you to start praying in that direction when you're fasting. Fill me up, Lord. I have emptied myself. I have emptied myself. I am hungry. Both physically and spiritually. That physical hunger must translate into spiritual hunger. You are hungry physically so that you can understand what it means to be hungry spiritually. And so that you can invite the one that can fill you. Know that you are just doing it so once. We are shadow boxing with fasting. We are doing it because everybody is doing it. You don't have any targets. You don't have anything you are engaging. Nothing. That's another level of shadow boxing. You're just doing it because they called for fasting. But the period of fasting is a period of self-discipline. Nobody can fast for you. Forget it. All these ones that they will say, ah, go and bring eh, 50,000 naira. Let me help you to do 21 days marathon. <laughs> they want to use your money to buy a soon with fish. Like, you know, somehow. Since you cannot do it by yourself. Since you cannot do it by yourself. Even me, I can do it for you if you bring the right amount. Yes, in the spirit. <laughs> After I finish eating with your money, then I will pray for you. Lord, the bringer of this money, bless him with what he wants. But eh? How can a hungry person pray good prayer? Uh-uh. <laughs> you are eating. You're mean. You mean those of people, those people that does that, they are very mean. Like you are going to eat, you cannot fast. You want somebody to be fasting, and then you're eating, and you want the prayers to be answered. And it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. It's better both of you are eating and let the blessing of the food that he has eaten come upon you. Let me tell you the truth of the matter. Fasting is self-discipline. It's a personal thing. When you fast, you empty yourself physically. And you relate it to the spiritual and say, Lord, fill me. I am using the physical representation of hunger to connect with the spiritual hunger that I have for you. Fill me up, Lord. I'm empty. I'm hungry. Fill me up. That is the direction your fasting should go for self-discipline. When you also give in the area of your giving, your money ought not to be, or your giving ought not to be a public display. Everybody knows about it. There's a way your giving should go. It shouldn't be made public. It should be in the in it, with self-discipline not to glory yourself not to be proud not to not to show off self-restraint even when they don't say thank you still continue to give even when they don't appreciate it your children most of them if you have grown up to be a mother or a father you will see that most children don't even say thank you some of you that are children you say thank you when was that time you said thank you your thank you self is not from your heart is so that you can get another one later. So why do you bow and, and, and just kneel and say, if you don't say thank you, I will not stand up? Uh-uh. Are you understanding? The Bible says be self-disciplined in your area of giving. Be self-disciplined in the area of your possessions and whatever God has given to you. And then be self-disciplined where? Prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. Emptying yourself. Staying in the place of prayer. Deciding, this is when I pray. This is how I pray. This is when consistently, routine. You know that what we, what we talked about, the physical uh, aspect of, that is when we begin to soar. That is when we have two wings to climb up, to move up, to achieve results, to gain, gain grounds. Because God has given us the ability to do and to be all that we have decided that we want to be. It says, as anything you desire, that's what the Bible says. It's not anything God desires for you, no. Whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe 
whatsoever. Whatever you desire for yourself is what you become. If you can see it, you can be it. You can have it. But if you can see it, you can have it based on self-discipline. It is not just by saying it. I, say, I can see it. I can see it, Lord. I can see. What are you doing towards having it, towards achieving it? What are you doing? Oh, you can see the BSc in accounting. You can see the BSc in. Uh, you can see the PhD in microbiology. You can see the PhD in this and that. You are seeing the PhD, but you are not enrolling in any school. How is it going to happen? You are not studying in any higher institution. How is it going to happen? You can see a good marriage, but you are a serial fornicator. Good marriage. Like Reverend said this morning, he said, you have given your sugars to the mummies. It is remaining only cane. Sugar cane. Eh? You're a sugar boy. You are carrying sugar mamas around. Eh? I like the matured ones. You spread your sugar around. It's many only cane in your life. Sugar has finished. You're a young man. You know you will not marry her. You donate all, her sugar, all your sugar to her. When you now find your real wife, it's only cane that is remaining. You are wondering why your marriage is not sweet. The sugar has gone a long time. It's only cane that is remaining now. No wonder you are throwing blow at each other. You're not doing it right. You're not looking right. You're not looking well. Every time, fight, 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 fight. The sugar has gone to somebody else that is not supposed to have gone to. You're a liberal giver. You're so fine. Everybody likes you. You're indomie. They're rushing you. Oh, your sugar, you have donated it to testing ground. Now, the real deal has come. It's only cane that is remaining. Are you understanding it? Self-discipline. Self-discipline. I will not do it. See, when people say it's a mistake, it's the hand of the devil. You use your two legs to walk inside the room. You said it's the devil. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh -uh. all those things you can see. Self-discipline will help you to overcome all these things, and it is time you make up your mind. I will develop myself in godliness and I will develop myself physically so that I can attain the height that God has decided for me. Rise to your feet this afternoon. I want you to talk to God and say, Father, create in me a clean act. Revive self-discipline in me. Set my life in order for you, Holy Spirit. Send my life in order for you. Clear out the junk. Clear out the closet.